This episode of Two Girls, One Pup is brought to you by listeners like you who support independent artists. Visit our Patreon page to see how you too can support the show at patreon.com slash two girls, one pup show. Who's a good listener? That's right. You are. That's right. Good girl. Good boy. My guest today is Holly Laurent, who is originally a Chicago writer, actor, and improviser. When I was a teenager, I told every I wanted to be cool, and I told everybody that Holly was short for holiday. <laughs> yes. You know why? Because of Madonna. Holiday. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate. She's part of the improv group The Reckoning and was also on the main stage at Second City. She's now in Los Angeles where she continues to perform at I.O. West and has appeared on shows like Drunk History and In My Kitchen when I give her haircuts. She is one of my favorite people on this planet. Let's talk about my dog. You have a horse for a dog. Yes, she's 71 pounds. She's supposed to be somewhere between 55 and 60. She doesn't look fat, though. Persecutes me. Coming up on this episode of Two Girls, One Pup. Hey, everyone. It's me, your host, Monique Madrid, here with Comet the Pup, who is sitting here licking his non-existent balls. Looking forward to talking to Holly in just a moment, but first things first, everybody grab a poop bag. Don't be a poop bag yourself. We're going to go outside and meet some dogs in our neighborhood. All right, so who are the two dogs we have here? Oh. Rigo and Dexter. Rigo's the lab. Where did that name come from? Um, He was a, a rescue from Mexico. So I wanted to give him a Latin name. Oh, I love it. Is he sassy? Yes, he is. <laughs> what about Dexter? Dexter's your dog? Yes, and he's a rescue as well. Um, his name, uh, it was just uh, one of maybe a hundred that we <laughs> were trying to <laughs> try it out, and, and that was like the common name that we all liked. Do you remember any of the other names that didn't work? Um, Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> That's a good one. Midnight <laughs> and a couple others. What kind of dog is he? He's half flat coat and um, half Taiwanese mountain dog. Oh, wow. And he was rescued from a foundation that rescues from Taiwan. Oh, very. So is is that what you went for specifically? No, we, were, we went to a lab rescue and we found him. And he was injured, so Aww. he he won us over. And are these two? Do they live together? Or are they? Um, oh no no no! They're just visiting. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just walk. By. I'm, I live on Talmadge, so whenever I walk by this way, they like to play together. They always play. Yeah. You guys are best friends. <laughs> and then Comet came. Comet never plays with dogs, so <laughs> he's Comet was really good. He was. He he tried to hump, but your dog's way bigger, so <laughs> you know we'll work on that, buddy. <laughs> nice to meet you, pups. Monique Madrid, the best name in showbiz. Oh, thanks. My favorite. Uh, it's a, it's. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I didn't name myself. Everybody, whenever somebody says Monique Madrid, everybody in the room goes, oh, such a good name. Aww. God, that's a good name. Yeah, my mom must have known something. Yeah. She, my sister's name is Raquel Briette Madrid. Wow. And mine is Monique Rocher Madrid. I hope she wears nothing but red and goes to bullfights. Yeah. How'd you know? Do you know her? <laughs> Weird. What's your middle name? I don't like it. You don't? It's Christine. Oh. Okay. And it and it it's doesn't fine. it doesn't feel like me. I feel like I'm saying somebody else's name. If you could pick your own middle name, what would it be? <laughs> when I was a teenager, I told every I wanted to be cool. 
And I told everybody that Holly was short for holiday. <laughs> yes. You know why? Because of Madonna. Holiday. You know, yeah. Yeah. celebrate. Um, and so I told people it was holiday and my family found out. And so they'd be like, oh, a holiday, Lorraine. So holiday, would you like to pass the chicken and rice? And I was like, shut up. Because <laughs> like, I wanted it to be cool. I said holly was short for holiday. But also like holiday perfectly sounds like your name. You could be a holiday. You are a true light in this world and i don't mean to sound cheesy but it's very true i was always intimidated by you in chicago you stop i'm serious i thought you were so gorgeous and i was obsessed with your hair and i loved watching you improvise but were you but you weren't my student i wasn't you were the teacher i subbed for no 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 you subbed for like Susan Messing or somebody else's class. So oh, I was you were in that class. Yeah, you're like a couple classes okay, uh, before me that's in terms of that. Only reason I'll let myself off the hook on that yeah. one is the only people that I sometimes I'm like, I'm sorry, have we before? Is if it was a student. Because oh, it's too. There's too many. I've been doing this for 52 years. <laughs> I've now had over 5,000 million students. This is our Holly Lawrence last <laughs> podcast episode ever. As she lays on her deathbed at the young age of 97. Nancy Reagan, I'm right behind you, honey. It was a beautiful service today. So, I truly mean I think you are this wonderful light. Every time every time you're going to come over, I'm like, ah, Holly's coming over. Because then I started doing your hair in LA. You do my hair. I do your hair. I love that you used to love my hair because I don't really have good hair. I yes, you do. do. Well, yeah, actually, I'll say you're right. It's product and time. I, I actually have to. But I couldn't have hair like yours. I got shit hair. You have fine hair, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Mm, no. But, but is your hair at all wavy when it's wet or humid? Yeah, or but in a way that's like fling, like yeah. weird places. Yeah. Nothing like yours. Me too. Mine's nasty. Um, no, it's, it's not. It's nasty 80s. It no. really is. Stop I have to talking do it. shit on your hair. I don't hey, like that. Especially now because you, she, yeah. uh, we've reached a best ever in terms of mm-hmm. we're finally happy. We found mm-hmm. our combo of color, cut, mm-hmm. and happiness. Mm-hmm. It's very good. You're good. And we love seeing each other. We love spending time together. I get excited to see you too every single time. I know. You have a great face. You have a great energy. I shouldn't have put face first, but she is gorgeous. Face first. (laughs) Um, By the way, I only brought you on the show to compliment me. So, (laughs) so far you're doing a superb job. Not. Oh, no. Did that hurt your ears, Sammy? Sister. Sister. Hey. That's my dog's sister. Hey. Sister. sister was like, fuck this. I want in on this conversation. Let's talk about your dog. Let's talk about my dog. You the have a horse for life. a dog. Yes, she's 71 pounds. She's supposed to be somewhere between 55 and 60. She doesn't look fat, though. Persecutes me. Sister, there's just more of her to love. Yes, there is. Can't feel no ribs on those sides. <laughs> what is she? Because she looks like a horse with a perm. I know. She, has, she looks kind of bad right now. She needs a haircut. She um is... A uh, uh, standard poodle and a golden retriever mix. Uh, what do they call that? A golden tr- doodle? Is she a golden doodle? Technically, you don't like that. Them calling it. I feel it like that. such an asshole. That's fair. I have one of those dogs, but I love her. But did you? So how did you get her? First of all, how old is she? She's five. And how old was she when you got her? 
three months. Oh, what? You've had her since a puppy? Mm-hmm. Nice. We went to try to, we were going to adopt a dog. You know how sometimes they, I wanted something with poodle in it for shedding purposes, you know? Oh, yeah. I've since learned that there's lots of other dogs. And so that's why I have to get rid of you, girl. Oh, this is your moment. <laughs> Sister, we brought you on this show to tell you. <laughs> Oh, she's licking and kissing Sammy right now. Oh, yeah, you got to get this picture. This is going to go on the website. That's Look right. at the love. Um, We were looking at all these different dogs, and we had our name in at these different places. What are, what was it? Chicago Paws and all oh, Yeah, those. that's where we got yeah. Comet was Paws. Yeah. And then we went down to somewhere in, like, more southern Illinois. What made you go, I'm ready for a dog? Um, I always wanted a dog. I, we always had dogs in my house. So the whole time I was living in Chicago, I definitely felt like something was missing in my life and I wanted one really bad. But when I got married, for some reason, of all of the things my mom could like really have a strong feeling about, she was like, don't get a dog for the first year. Marriage is hard enough. But the dog makes it easier because when you're fighting, you can pet your dog and not hate each other. I know. I don't know. I don't think I really did it to intentionally honor that one year, but but something at some point I realized a year had passed, and I used that as an excuse to be like, "Oh, we got to get a dog now because it's time and it's time and." But it wasn't like a practice child. No, 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 okay. no. It was people said that to us when we got a dog. Oh, sure. Oh, you got your practice dog. People exactly. can just get dogs. Nobody says you got your practice kid with a cat, right? I mean, right. Cause, mostly because it's not any close to a kid, but still, unless you have an asshole kid. I know. But do- dogs are a lot like kids and it, like, it's much more responsibility than a yeah. kid, blah, blah, blah. But um, the best part is that they're never going to talk. Yeah. And that they always are going to love you. I've been talking about this with my girlfriend, Jet, lately of like, in a way, the dog is the perfect partner. Because what we want out of a human partner usually is... um. Someone who we want consistency, someone to be stay madly in love, fidelity, and to have that level of excitement of I'm always happy to see you. Like the qualities of a dog, they're always going to be is they're always going to be excited at a ten that you just got home. Yeah, they always. are always going to only love you, and there's no question on either of those things. That's what we want out of a human, and what you can never get out of. However, a human. is have you ever had a boyfriend that? was almost like a dog in that way of like, you can never do any wrong. I'm so excited to see you. And then you don't like it. It's real annoying. Yeah. So I don't want, I don't yeah. want a man like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. But you know why dogs are that way? Why? Because we bred them like that. I know. It's kind of sad. It's awesome, but also like, ew. I know. Isn't it kind of odd when a dog doesn't give a shit about another dog, but it's just staring at the human? Yeah. And it's like, that's your species. We did that. And you don't care about each other. <laughs> we did that to them. We decide over million, like however long. That's how egomaniacal humans are. Yeah. That's how self-obsessed we are. We were like, we will breed a creature who loves us in the way we so desire. Yeah. <laughs> who wants to wear a clothes. we did that it's genius but gross and awesome but sad yeah i don't want to think about it i know sometimes i feel like maybe comet's like a slave Mm -hmm. but but i do that even when i go to the zoo i'm like oh i can't even hardly go to the zoo anymore because i'm like you can tell they're all like they're all like prisoners of war or something or they're just prisoners and especially when you see the big cats pacing and stuff and you're like, and then it makes you think about your life and the moments you're pacing the cage and you're like, oh, I feel you, cat. Oh, God, I got to get out of here, man. (laughs) 
Yeah. Fair. <laughs> so you were looking at paws. Had you looked at other dogs before her? Um, we tried to adopt a whole bunch of dogs online, and we kept – you know what? We kept getting rejected because of Chicago. What do you mean? Places would be like, um, we're going to place it in a home that's not as big a city. Oh. Which I was really surprised. Wait. I was about to tap sister on the ass and be like, don't you do that. She wants to cluck. If she hears anything, she's just like, mm. Is it that thing Comet does where he barks in his cheek where he's just like, burf, burf, burf. yeah, because like, it's his inside bark. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Comet's getting better to the, the neighbors that walk by. There's a, a newborn next to us and across the hall. So she might be hearing the newborn. <laughs> That's terrible. Do you hear I, it? Nah. And if we do, it doesn't. We certainly don't hear it when we go to sleep. That's all that matters. Yeah. And if I, and I really like the couple, so and the baby's pretty cute. But I don't really hear it. My friend Edgar Blackman always says that he has two kids, and he always says that babies and kids are like dogs. He's like, you have to raise them like dogs, because like, it doesn't matter how cute they are if they're not well trained. Nobody wants them around. Yeah, I'm like, that's true with kids. Yeah, as with dogs. I'm trying. She's really hard to train. She's super smart. She always knows exactly what she's what's being asked of her. She just doesn't care. Okay, so wait. Let's step back. If so, you you got turned down a bunch because oh yeah, because of Chicago a couple times I shouldn't say a bunch because of Chicago which we were really surprised by because everyone adopts dogs in Chicago so anyway then we found this one lady south of Chicago who um had a dog that had been a breeding dog mm. and she was looking to have it adopted which I felt kind of weird about because I felt weird I mean talk about that feels like sex slavery yeah you know it, it was a it was a female dog where I went to meet that female dog and sister was there as a puppy oh. and I was like oh fuck what made her why was she the one it, it was this is so dumb and I and I know if anybody else said this I'd be like you suck but it was that thing where we looked at each other and there was this total laser beam energy bond thing snapped into focus. The heavens opened. <laughs> Angels started barking. And and it was this thing where I looked at this dog. And the woman's like, oh, yeah, you can hold on, blah, blah, blah. And sister and I were making eye contact with each other. And she was kind of chill and just looking at me. And I feel like this is everyone's story. All the other dogs in the whole place were going crazy, except this one was looking at me with stillness. And I didn't even pick her up. I, um, Greg did. He reached down and picked her up. And then seeing her in his arms, mm -hmm. and she went like belly up and just laid like a baby. Which And I was like, oh, no. And then I felt her <laughs> and her her fur felt so good in my hand and I was like oh no oh no and and um and w I waited I waited a week on it that's oh sister you shut up <laughs> sister's playing on her cell phone <laughs> she's very smart <laughs> very smart and um so you waited a week so you left without a dog I left because I was like oh boy oh boy oh boy and I, like, couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't breathe. It was all I could think about. And I kept calling or whatever. And a week later, we went back and got her. And she barfed in the car on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, you piece of shit. I'm taking you back if you keep that up. <laughs> and so began her abuse story. So we're here talking with Sister about 
<laughs> so is this because when we got comment and we found out he was a dachshund and we decided to keep him we started doing all this research on dachshunds and found out oh that's why he does this oh they if dachshunds like this thing so we learned about him so what have you said she's really smart like what if he you, gets on a scent isn't he impossible to stop or something outside, yeah 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 I've and he likes to play hide and go seek and he's real smart he likes puzzles you said she's really smart. Is that a golden, which it's a golden retriever in her, right? Or no, a poodle smart too? I think the standards are wicked smart. Really? Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think, I'm not sure, but I think goldens are more like simple and like, mm. But so, they're like, re- aren't they really loyal and they, yeah, they I think they're like the perfect and, dog. Yeah. Cause that's like an ideal dog. Or yeah. Whatever. But I think it's more like, hey, man, life's cool. And and the mixture of that like, cool, I'm a golden retriever mixed with like, holy fuck, I'm a standard turtle, like kind of makes her crazy. She's a little, she's an anxious peach, man. She has OCD, I oh. think, undiagnosed. How do you know? No, so. but I think Comet does. That's a dog thing. We watch Dogs Decoded on the Discovery Channel and learn that dogs can have OCD. So if you think she does... I'm going to say yes. She has triggers and she does the exact same thing every time. If I pick, if the phone rings, she looks at you. The minute you start talking on the phone, she stands up and paces the same route and taps. She'll go one, two, three, four, five, tap, snap. (laughs) (laughs) I did that. Oh, what a disaster. Sister. Okay. So why the name sister? I tried to make a list. Because Greg's idea was, let's get to know her first, so we know her name is her name, you know. And um, I really wanted pizza or paper route <laughs> or I, or Mr. President or we were thinking about like Aunt Bev or something like that. But um, Those are all really good names. At one point, I thought tomato or banana. <laughs> and, um, and Greg was like, no, no, no. I think I had strawberry for a while because she used to be really red, too. But she's like bleached out here now. She's an OP dog. Is it dog. a California thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She's so. Because you've been here, what, two years? Uh huh. Two. two and a half. And she likes to run on the beach and, and play in the salt water. And I think she gets bleached from the sun and the salt and stuff. But oh, I don't yeah. know, actually. I've also heard they get lighter as they age. Probably. That's probably it. But um, um, so yeah, I was really pushing for pizza. And, um, and then. In the meantime, while we were trying to figure out, what's your name, girl? I would always be like, oh, sister, what have you done now? Sister, come here, sister. Oh, sister. No, sister. And I just kept calling her that because I call all the women in my life that. My nieces, my sisters, my friends, all my girlfriends, everything. I always call females sister. And I just started calling her sister, and I'm like, I think that's her name. <laughs> and you can, t- and people are usually like tickled by it, or people are just like, mm, I don't care for it. People tell you their opinion of it. Yeah, they'll be like, mm, mm, mm. It's really weird too for having like little nieces and nephews who have babies in their mommy's bellies, and they're like, you're gonna have a sister. And all my little nieces and nephews are like, yeah, there's a dog in there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what's it like? Have, well, what was it like training her? Um, she potty trained pretty quickly. We were living way up on the third floor of this, like in the attic of this house in um, like Bucktown area by Marge's Candies. Oh, yeah. And she couldn't get down the stairs. 
and she didn't know how to go downstairs. She was so little. Aww. It was so cute. And so I would carry her out. And so I just did the crate thing where we had a little crate by the bed and I would keep her in there and until morning. And as soon as I took her out, just take her straight downstairs and pee. She peed one time on the rug, like looking at us. <laughs> and we were like, no, and picked her up right away and took her out. And then she never really did. She That's real easy. That's yeah, not bad was, at all. It was like a matter of days. It was super easy. Does she sleep in the bed with you? Because that'd be like a teenager. Yeah, it's like a full third body. That's so. That's why, right? Yeah, and it's terrible because you know how when someone's on top of the covers, you can't move. Yes, it's the worst. Yes, it's the worst. So, um, I got a king, which means yeah, because it's three full adult human bodies. Yeah, except one isn't a human. Now, for those who can't see her, which is everyone, (laughs) (laughs) describe what she feels like. Because she does have a very, she's just a unique dog. Ooh. She looks like a bit sister. <laughs> and then what was it? Describe what she feels oh, yeah. like. Because she's a unique dog. <clears throat> if I was a blind person, yes. how would you describe what your dog looks like? First of all, pretend that I've never felt a dog. Well, it's too bad you're blind because I would say Fozzie Bear. She looks like Fozzie Bear. I don't, I'm blind. I don't know what okay. you're talking about. I'm going to close my eyes while you ex- de- uh, describe this. She has floppy ears. She has creamy butterscotch, like a tan sand colored, um, super curly, super soft hair. I guess it's hair, not fur. Mm-hmm. From Poodles have hair, not fur. And um, so it's like, it feels exactly like the hair on your head. It's that same texture. And she has a long tail that curls up when she's happy and it goes straight down when she's sad. And it um, pumps like an old-fashioned water pump when she's pooping. And really? It, and it curls when she's peeing. Yeah, you know if it's a number one or a number two based on what the tail's doing. And um, she has big feet and uh, brown eyes and she needs a haircut. I don't know what brown is. Um. You know, it's poop colored. Speaking a number two, <laughs> is uh, did you expect her to be this big? Um, I was kind of worried that she was going to be bigger than this. This is about right. Although the only thing that sucks about having a big dog is not being able to travel with them. Yeah. Um, could you wish she was a therapy dog? I'm gonna try. I'll try anything. Yeah. Yeah, man. What? I have a therapist right now. I'm going to have to broach that subject with her. Yeah, you totally should. Oh, everybody get in therapy. It's That's the best. That's what I was just telling Sammy. I'm such an advocate for it. Have you ever done it? Oh, man. It's so um, it's so helpful in seasons of your life to just have an objective. No one in your life can speak objectively into your life. Except yeah. For you know, because everyone has some stake in like how you're feeling, what you want. And they can put it into perspective. I remember a therapist telling me, when I she was like, you need to take Sundays off, period. And I was like, yeah, but what if I wake up on Monday and there's all these emails piled up? She was like, yeah, that's called Mondays. <laughs> I had no idea that was normal <laughs> at all. <laughs> so, and that's like the dumbest thing, but it may it stuck with me of like, oh yeah, this is what Mondays are for. I never thought about that because I haven't had a real life job in years. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you feel like sister has been a good? Do you talk to her like a therapist, like you do a therapist? I talk to her a lot. Like 
um, I would be very embarrassed if anyone could, you know, be privy to me just being like, just when I'm alone with her constantly, she's like, oh, just like real true dipshit. (laughs) And I have like in the first thing in the morning, all I have to do, wherever she is, she might be on the floor, she might be at the foot of the bed, she might be right beside me, but all I have to do is talk. And as soon as I'm like, Oh, good morning, Tuesday, or whatever I say. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how I woke up every day? And then I just put on my days of the week underwear and like went about my day. And you're like, ah, and the birds come flying in the window and they land on your hand. Oh, good morning, I have birds. A, I have a bird problem in my house. Wait, what do you mean? They are like... In your house? Like scream. No, in the backyard, right outside my bedroom window from dawn on, it's like a bird convention. And there's a mockingbird that's just like... Ah, that just screams and then there's all these little chickadees like it just sounds like some kind of chickadee gang fight or something <laughs> or gang rape it doesn't bother sis- oh no i don't know i don't understand what you they're saying yeah, anything sounds- could be happening out there it sounds like rape to my ears and it doesn't bother sister no but it bothers me and you want to know what i've been reduced to i went out one morning and i picked up a rock and i threw it at her you what I mean, I came nowhere close to it, but I was like, just so we have an understanding, bird, I got my eye on you. I don't care for the way you sit on that telephone wire and just scream all fucking morning when I was drinking too much wine last night, okay? I got this because when, no, I I didn't get this from this, but I'm just having a memory of another time I picked up a rock toward an animal was my brother and I were trekking in, in Nepal and it was like monsoon season and we were up in these hills like at getting up to real high elevation. The path the, um, towards like base camp of Everest and there were yaks everywhere and sometimes yaks would walk into the path with these huge, you know, horns that look like they could pierce some like running of the bulls person in a <laughs> alley in Spain and they would look at you on the path and it was downright intimidating to be like because uh, they're just a, You're a yak You're wild a creature way. yeah right. i'm in their world and i'm like uh and um this this uh nepalese guy who was with us bazu he was just like oh i just watched him and he reached down and he picked up a rock like about the size of his fist size rock and he just held it up like this to the bull to the yak and showed it to him and then he like walked by holding it in his hand and the yak just stood there and was like cool we have an understanding <sighs> Ah, did you do the same? Yeah, so every time I would see one like close or looking at me or seeming to take interest, although they mostly never did, I would just look for a rock, pick up a rock, show it, show it the rock, and then walk by. Have you seen any coyotes since you've moved to L.A.? Yeah, yeah. I think they're so cool looking. Yeah, but they could, well, it wouldn't eat your dog, it could eat my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're real smart. They'll bark like a dog to get a dog to be like, hey, let's be friends, and then they'll eat it. They're, Every time I see those lost dog things up at Elysian and stuff, I'm like, that no, dog that got eaten. eaten. Absolutely. Especially these little dogs. I'm like, oh my gosh. They can paint on a wall and turn it into a tunnel. It's a coyote. What? <laughs> Looney Tunes reference. All right. So you I have- just pictured an L.A. coyote <laughs> tagging you know what if it turned out that Banksy was a fucking coyote right <laughs> that's why he won't show himself so you grew up with dogs yeah you have a lot of family how many siblings do you have 
I have a big brother and two little sisters. That's it? I thought you had like 14 of you guys. <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> There's enough emotional baggage for 14 to 44. Um, no, I have, yeah, a family of six. Mom, dad, Chris, Holly, Laura, Joy. But it- but my sister Joy now has, she's adopting her foster kid. She just had oh. a baby. She had two before that. There's just kids everywhere. So there is a lot of family. Yeah, and my and my mom and dad have called sister. They've been like, our grand dog and stuff. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're not doing that. And they'll get her like Christmas presents and she doesn't give a shit. You don't like that? Well, sister is so weird. She has one little baby. She has this stuffed animal and it's all she gives a shit about. And anything you ever (laughs) give her besides that, she's going to be like, I don't care. What is that? It's still nice of your family. I know it's cute. It's cute. What kind of dogs did you have growing up? Always rescue dogs. I I had a like mid-sized, uh, like whitish poodle-y mix. Like, is small, that why you wanted a poodle? More like comet size. Yeah, I had a super duper connection with that dog. That was probably like a 30, 25, 30 pound like poodle rescue thing named Theo. I named it after Theo Huxtable. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so I had a crush on him. I had a huge crush on him. He's still hot. He's in, I just heard he's on the new, um, whatchamacallit, the um, OJ versus. Very, very briefly. Oh, have you been yeah. watching that? Oh my God. Yes. Everyone's got big boners about it's it. It's bone the best town. worst show I've ever seen. Great. It's really fantastic. Is it is it itching your making a murderer scratch? No. Or it's a different no, thing? No, no, no. It's a different vibe. It's the same creators as uh, The People versus Larry Flint. And they talk about that. I heard like an interview on NPR with them and they talk about how there's humor mixed in with it. Oh, especially there's no there's no uh, arguing between a porno guy and a murderer guy. I'd say porno's way worse. I don't care how many people die, people, but the living one should keep their clothes on. Take someone's life. I don't care, but don't take off don't that brassiere. Your, don't take off your. Oh, clothes. nasty! Don't do it. <laughs> I I remember I had this college boyfriend who had some like minor threat T-shirt. Or it wasn't minor threat, but it's some man like that back in that day, and and on the like breast pocket side of this t-shirt was this line drawing of a dude uh pointing a gun at someone and then a naked woman in the background the gun wasn't being pointed at her she was just holding a dude and then it was like pointing at the guy shooting the gun and it said this is obscene to me you know instead of nudity and i remember (laughs) back then i was so cheesy i was like i like this guy he really gets it (laughs) (laughs) well you have a you had a pretty and again if you don't want to talk about it we don't have to I can talk about anything. You had a pretty, we have very similar backgrounds. We do. Maybe that's why we were fast friends. Yeah, maybe so. You came from a real strict sort of religious background. Yes. A like um, hardcore evangelical to the point where my dad is an evangelist. Yeah. Now a teaching pastor at like a mega church. Um, But when I was really little, uh, my parents, we were traveling around the country in a van. in one of the first ever Christian rock bands of the late 1970s, the Good News Circle, bringing the good news of the gospel through the sounds of the day. It sounded like Peter, Paul, and Mary are like, Mamas can, and Papas, Grateful Dead. Can you sing a little, uh, a little frame? Free oh, free yeah, frame. yeah. There's like this, um, speaking of porn, there's this porno-sounding guitar in the background, so picture that. Okay, that okay. Yes, that like that. and it's like, um, um, there's one line that always sticks out to me where he's like, 
sensual inclinations almost broke me. Looking back. And he's talking about, he brought me like a lamb into the fold. I'll walk upon those streets of gold forever. <laughs> It's pretty what did badass. You do in the band? I still have all the vinyl albums, oh man. My God, of the Good amazing. News Circle, bro. I wasn't in the band. It wasn't like the Partridge Family. It was the band was all the grown ups. And know, I was just oh, the tag along. Oh. Like because for a while my mom was in the band. My mom played piano, my dad guitar, blah, blah, blah. Mark Johnson on bass. Um all these and so I grew up with these band members, band members, and they would like I would get in the van and, you know, they would have my Sammy Lammy, my special stuffed animal, like strung <laughs> up, like hanging in the van. And I'd start like screaming, be like, Rah! and start like punching the drummer of the band and just be like, don't you touch Sammy Lammy. Like, <laughs> and I just was living with these, with this fucking band on why the do road. You think, <clears throat> why do you think you became a comedian? I mean, what else was I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it was laugh or cry, man. And yeah. I, it, it was like, it's this very, we were peddling this supernatural narrative of like God and Satan, yes. angels and demons, heaven and hell, life and death. It was all this invisible workmanship, man. And, um, and I quickly became full of shit. I was getting better and better at detecting bullshit while becoming more and more full of it. I remember in eighth grade crying to my youth group leader saying, this makes no sense. <laughs> Jewish people, because I was like, well, how do you know in your heart? You'd be like, well, you just have to have conviction in your heart. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, but Muslims aren't walking around going, this is the wrong religion, but I'm going to believe it. That's not the accent either, but they wouldn't. <laughs> Really, no one accent. Well, Southern. now we know how she thinks Muslims sound. <laughs> but like, I would say the same about like Jewish people. Like, nobody's walking around thinking they believe the wrong thing and choosing to believe something wrong. Everybody feels in their heart what they believe is right. Yeah. So how can you are... use that as the argument of that's how you know something's right is just by believing it? It never made sense to me. No way, man. I go to doctors all the time who don't put up their, you know, certificate on the wall. I'm like, as long as you say you're a doctor, great. You're a doctor, man. I'm all into this self-referential shit. What What do you say you are? Cool, man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, in what other world are we like, this is true because it says it's true? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. And we're like, yeah, okay, let's... Let's see where you went to school. So wait, so this probably affects, like, I was never allowed to do, the fact that I took my dog to a psychic yes. for the show, I had never done that before because that was all evil and of the devil. Oh my, yeah. So. And then you're like, wait, there's no devil. <laughs> oh, what all this evil come from? But do you then, how does that affect what you think about spirituality? And do you think bringing it back that dogs have another realm that they're a part of that we don't know of. I hope so. I don't know. I tend to be a real materialist of like, this is all there is, you know? But I, that's so dumb. I don't know. Has she ever done anything that you're like, whoa, how did she know? Or that's weird or... Um, I don't know. Because like, I feel like Comet, when one of us is upset... He knows it. Even at this, like, I've been doing this new job for a couple months, that literally somebody will be upset and he'll jump in their lap and, and 
I even oh. made a joke. Somebody was like, I'm just bummed. It's just for a couple more weeks. It's over a girl. And I said, oh, you need a therapy dog. And right when I said that comment, jumped up in the seat to be petted by him. And there's things that he'll just do where you can tell that he's mm-hmm. connected to something. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe you don't believe that's. Maybe you think that's bullshit. I don't know. I don't know. I hope that there's something else because I hope that I just, I'm so afraid that when we all die, we just die. And when she dies, she just dies. And mm-hmm. that's it. And I'm so afraid that that's reality. And I don't want it to be. I want to be like, girl, I'm going to see you on the other side. Right. In this way or in that. You know what? Now that you mention it, I do have this weird thing with her where sometimes I think she's my grandpa Cunningham because he used to always do this thing where we had to have Sunday after church lunch together, a Sunday ham at my grandma and grandpa Cunningham's every Sunday after church. And um, my, I always hated it. I like didn't like the food. It was like all this grown-up food, you know. And you had to sit around the – and there was like a lace tablecloth and all the adults were talking and I was like, this blows. And I would always look up and make eye contact with my grandpa who was always like the gentlest, kindest – person I've ever met and I would look up at him and make eye contact with him when I was just like this sucks and he would wink at me with his left eye and then he'd wink at me with his right eye and I would get this huge smile and then he'd do it back and forth back and forth as many times as he could and he would just sit there winking at me one eye and then the other one eye and then the other and I'd be like and then I would try to do it and I would end up just sitting there like blinking really hard (laughs) while trying to do it and he would just kind of grin at me and it was this thing of like I got you. I get it. It sucks, but I'm with you, you know? Yeah, you had your special connection with your Yeah. Family. And he never, he was real strict. He wouldn't be like, oh, you can go out and play. He's like, no, keep sitting there. But like, I gotcha, you know? And um, sometimes I will look at sister when we're just, and only a person and their dog ever know this. Nobody, else. you know, other people, I'm like, oh, my parents and stuff, they get irritated with her. And I'm like, well, they don't know her. They don't see the moments of intimacy and right. stuff that I have with her. And um, sometimes we'll just be looking at each other, like faces kind of close, eye contact, like eyeball to eyeball. And we'll look at each other and I'll go, grandpa? And she'll go, wink, wink, what? wink. And, and and sometimes it goes in that order, but most often I'll just look at her and we'll be staring at each other and she'll wink at me, which is probably a whisker brushing her eye or something, but who cares? who cares? Maybe not. But sometimes I'll look at her and while we're making eye contact, she'll just wink at me one time and I'll go, Grandpa? And she'll wink at me again or sometimes she doesn't. But so I think that is my little spiritual thing where I'm like, is he visiting me through Aww. the seas? I mean, we don't know. If you are, I would rather I learn you. that from my background is that I was so sure of something that how could I have been sure of that? But now I would rather be like, well, I don't know. Maybe. I'm open to so many things now because who am I to say? I know. Isn't that the best answer actually is to be like, maybe. Who I knows? I kind of don't care. Who knows? I just want to enjoy life right now and that includes my dog. Yeah. 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 All right, Holly. We've come to the end of our interview. <gasps> I know. It went so fast. It went real fast. But we have a fun game we're going to play now. Yes. <laughs> this game is called Off the Leash. Leash, leash, leash. I'm trying to get Sammy to put in the sound effect and she refuses. So I have to do it myself. You have to answer these questions as fast as you can without pausing too long. I get it. Got it? All right. Good. Great. Here we go. What's your favorite dog movie? 
Um, oh my god, I can't even. I mean, the only one I can think of is that black and white one that didn't have words, and that dog just recently died. That dog actor, oh, the artist, yeah, the I artist. never saw that movie. It has a dog in it, you would love it. I know, I, 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 I can't think of his name, but yeah, uh, Augie, Augie. Well, I can't even th- I can't even think of a single goddamn dog movie. What? Well, I, uh, Beauty and the Tramp, Homeward Bound, uh, Airbud, Beethoven. <laughs> um. Oh my God! Do you remember the Fox and the Hound? Oh, that's a great one. I'm going Fox and Hound. Although that done make me that's cry the for days. Saddest movie. Oh yes. I mean, my personality might have been formed by that. Maybe that's why I'm such a fatalist that every time my phone rings, I'm like, who died? Because <laughs> of Fox and Hound. Yeah. How could you? You are one of the most gentle souls I've ever met. I don't know how you handled that movie. I don't know how you handled it. I know. Well, at the time, I was also watching Demons Be Cast Out all the time. Yeah. So I was in a bit of a state. I've, I've been there for that. Sure. <laughs> I've seen some Demons Cast So I was out. mostly just like, well, at least it's cute. And can't possess me. <laughs> right, right. All right, uh, off the leash. Off the leash. You can't name sister as one of these. I okay. want to hear your favorite and your least favorite dog name. <gasps> um, my brother's ex-wife, just because I can't stand her, named her dog Diesel. And I'm like, yeah, that's who you are, basically. <laughs> you naming your dog Diesel. <laughs> um, And best dog name I've ever heard? Um ever heard um i can't think of one i know i like thomas leash i'm giving you (laughs) i I know i like thomas middle ditch's dog's name is meatball oh that's That's a a good good one that's also adam sandler's dog's name is it really Mm -hmm. he was Um, i can't imagine that dog's still alive because i feel like that he's still alive that dog was around during like billy madison days he's a bulldog um I, I can't even think of a single. I know it's out there. I'll think of it on the way home. I mean, home. I think pizza and raspberry and all those <laughs> names were great. That you I'll were. tell you what my next dog's name is going to be. What's that? Hot dog. Oh. <laughs> no matter what kind of breed? Well, you know, it's funny. You're talking about Comet. You know my favorite dog that I've always wanted? A Dutch hund. Really? Yeah. Really? I love him. You love Comet Extra Special? I love him so much. Mm. And I love him because he's my gay boyfriend and I'm his beard. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) You're very true. Sorry, I'm being terrible on off-the-leash rules. Yeah, but this is kind of what happens. I'm not good at focusing anyways. All right. If you won a million dollars, but you had to do something dog-related with it, what would you do with that money? (laughs) Can you get a plane for a million dollars? I don't know. I never bought a plane. They're probably hundreds of millions of dollars. I would try, I would buy a little plane that I could afford for that amount of money so that I could go everywhere in the world with my dog. <laughs> yeah. Would you get her um, a little captain's hat? Say yes. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I would get her like headphones and put her in the front seat like she was co-pilot and I'd have her be like, bravo, bravo, Ooh. echo tango. And Comet could be the sassy gay steward. Uh huh, with a neckerchief. Yep, and he'd be going up and down the aisle, being like Jack and Coke. He'd be cutting people off. He'd be like, "I believe you've had enough." Yeah, he'd be great. He'd be the best. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Finally, you're also a writer. Yes, ma'am. 
fantastic writer by the way god bless i want you to give us a synopsis of your hit sitcom that is about your life only it's played by dogs (laughs) this combining (laughs) shit this is perfect because you're um, already working on it (laughs) (laughs) this is perfect uh here's my one line and my one page and i've also brought a hard copy of the treatment um, I've got episode uh, outlines. I've got a pilot synopsis. No, I think um, I think it would be perfect because I often think of my life as up until like for definitely for the first three decades of my life could be defined by the word fear, and then since then, and it was terrible. And since then, I've been kind of on this very a journey that is a very circuitous route, or very um. Uh, cyclical it sort of keeps turning back in on itself like yeah. a um, like a, um, what are those things that can climb down the stairs oh a slinky a slinky and so I would have dogs play my life where you would see dogs in the beginning in the cold open um, no you would see dogs in the beginning like ruled by fear and being very fight or flight and, mm-hmm. and very afraid and the protagonist dog a dog named Hot Dog what kind of dog um it's like a um, scruffy, uh, rascally-looking <laughs> 25-pound mix of, of everything. Ooh, like it. Um, and um, that dog would, would, for the first time, make a decision not based on fear, and it would affect the whole dog community. And that dog would, would start, like, um, exhibiting courage in this little way and that little way, and then it would help all the other dogs start being more courageous. And what would the name of your show be? It could be a movie, too, because this all sounds like it could be a movie. It would be... Um, it would have to have a spelling error in it because it's written by dogs. Sure. And so it, it would be called Open Up You Heart. It, like, they meant to say Open Up Your Heart, but they were like, Open Up You Heart. <laughs> That's what it would be called. Uh, well, when you when that comes out, we'll have you back on so we can premiere it here. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd watch it. It yeah. definitely needs like more of an arc and a climax and stuff. This is the first draft. Thanks, man. Sure, it's but it's just I the idea like, stage. Yeah, we'll. Um, if there are any <clears throat> producers out there listening to this, feel free to reach out to us. Yeah, you I'm can, just taking a cut of it. I'm you not. can find us at pbr.com established in milwaukee 1844 oh that's the password i just gave away the password we just got we just got a hack thanks (laughs) thanks holly lorenz sammy has the coolest tattoo i've ever seen in my life yeah that one what is that one there's multiple ones that's pretty fucking great that's johnny depp's you are one badass (laughs) but where does this come from it's a Banksy piece. Oh, it's Banksy. What? And life is a herald. We come full circle on Banksy not being a dog, but being an underwater diver with one hand eating a cookie. Mm-hmm. Holly Laurent, thank you for being on the podcast. Monique Madrig, best name in Hollywood, best girl on the block. <laughs> Holly Laurent, everybody. Or as Sammy likes to call her, Holly Laurent. Holly Laurent. Sammy is learning French right now. Let's all finish this episode in a big group hug. If you want to see what Holly's up to, check out hollylaurent.me or follow her on Twitter at Laurent Holly. You can also see her every week on Thursdays at iOS with The Reckoning or the first Mondays at iOS with Jet and Holly. That's Jet Eveleth, who's another amazing improviser. 
If you want to find out what we're up to, check out twogirlsonepupshow.com. Check out Twitter at twogirlsonepupshow. Instagram is the same or on Facebook at twogirlsonepup. The Two Girls, One Pup Pupcast is produced by myself and Sammy Junio and is part of the Hello Lion Face Podcast Network. Our segment producer and Mr. Googler is Corey Rittmaster. Theme music by Tara Trudell with graphics and podcast logo design by Heather Hanford. Check out twogirlsonepupshow.com, that's the number two and the number one, to find out about live shows, links to photos, merchandise, and how you can support us. One way to support us is to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Stitcher. It really does make a difference and helps spreading the word about us. The opinions of this podcast are not necessarily those of Comet the Pup, who is a dog and doesn't have opinions on podcasts, only on food and butt sniffing. Children die, the days grew cold, a piece of bread could buy a bag of gold. I wish we'd all been ready. There's no time to change your mind, the sun has come. Sister, oh, sister, no sister.